0: Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. And if you have anything to do with money, today's episode is going to be a gem for you. You see, I you see what I did there, Bill? That was pretty good, right? I <laughs> mm. that was that's a gem. Money. Voice for podcasting, that's for sure. I was on his show, and I was just mentioning to Bill. That we've only spoken like two or three times. I think this is the third time. I, I don't know. I can't remember. And when I was on his show, we had such a good time. I don't remember anything that we talked about, and that lets me know that we recycled energy. And it's kind of like you black out. Remember the old school movie with Will Ferrell when he does the like, and he falls over on a potty. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> what happens when I'm recycling energy with someone. Like I have no idea what's happening, but. Bill Bloom, my finance guru and a sailor as well, which I love. And we didn't even talk about the me being in the Navy for five years. Other than I got a big, huge tattoo to my right, left shoulder of a cross anchors. And I figured when you do pass a review, right? It's like, uh, I think it's like a 2% passing rate. So when I, I told him, I was like, you can take my rank. You can't take my anchors. I earned them. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. So anyways, welcome to the show, Bill. I'm really excited to have you here, man.
1: Man, you have such an incredible audience, an incredible show. I've been a fan for a long time, and thank you for having me. We're going to have a good time today.
0: Oh, yeah, we're going to have a blast. I don't even know what to do with my hands right now. I'm making so many references from that movie. So um, Will Ferrell, man, it's so funny. Anyways, good friend of ours, Justin Breen. He's the best connector I have ever met in my life. I am serious. But he only connects me to people that are legit, like completely legit. It's the one and only ones. That when they messaged me, they, they connect, but you know what? We didn't even wait for the connection, bro. This Mm-mm. time just went for it. We just went for it. He said messages like what it would you say to me? I think it was would it be bad or would it be good or something like that? And I was like, Yes, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I was like, Would it be a crazy idea for you to come on my podcast?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was no. it. That was like that'd be a great it idea. A, it was a freaking dope idea because I knew who you were. I mean, we've Justin and I we've had a conversation about you a couple times. Um, he's like, I got it. Well, well, he's got a podcast coming out and we'll rock and roll. I think he was your first guest, wasn't he? He was. He definitely was. Right. Um, there's only one question I ask right from the beginning, and it kind of opens up the floodgates of areas of opportunity on the show. And yes, they, and I do appreciate the kind words of you being a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, do have a great audience, and I don't even, they stay for you guys, though. They show up because of obviously the time that we have on these shows. But the only question that I typically ask at the beginning is if someone walked up to you in Chicago and maybe the yacht club that where you're a treasurer at and say, Hey, you're a pretty cool guy. What do you do for a living? Like how do you go about describing who you are and what you're about?
1: Well, it's a couple of different things. Um, in today's world, what I do is run my podcast to really give energy and light and inspiration to people to learn about money. Right. Because you know, on Mondays, we do a three to five minute money tip, the money Monday tip. And on Thursdays, I have the most incredible people who I interview, such as yourself and Justin Breen and Jeff Spencer. And today I'm interviewing Chris Voss. Oh, really? The head FBI negotiator guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: We so, um, We've been connected... Through I think three or four different people and we've been connecting going back and forth, back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. I think it's, what is it? Uh, is it a black Swan group is that the name of the company or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I can't is. remember his assistant's name, but tell him I said, what's up. But I got first got connected through um, Joe fear and Matt Wolf hustle and Flowchart podcast. I have to connect you to these two guys. Holy smokes. They're the reason why I even started a podcast. Joe has been asking me for years to do one. And I was like, I don't want to do podcasts. And it just made sense. And here we are. But they went back and forth and something happened. He took some time off for COVID and we haven't got cut back connected. But tell him I said, what's up? I'm going to get to him soon. For I'm sure. I'm That's going to be it. good. Yeah, he,
1: he's an incredible human being. I've been He's a cool uh, dude. He's a cool dude. Oh, talk about a life story. I mean, mm-hmm. you could talk to the guy for hours and he has empathy. He's genuine. He's just an incredible human being.
0: Right. He was on a different show once. And I really loved the fact- that he uses techniques, which sometimes I, I disagree with, but he does it in an ethical way. He's really trying to help the person, you know, and then saving lives. So that's the whole method behind his technique, which it makes it extremely effective, especially when it talked about the labeling. I love the labeling approach with that. Mm. Well, wow, it's powerful. I was like, what? There's only three sales books I've ever read in my whole career three. And there's one of them, never split the difference.
1: Never split the
0: difference. Mm -mm, Never. (laughs) Never. Why would you? Why would you? Anyways, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. I I cut you off right when I heard the name. I got excited.
1: (laughs) Hey man, that's how things work with us. It's all good. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my business, I help people get their money in order so that Mm -hmm. they can retire as you desire. But really what that means is, you know, buying back your time, buying back your freedom so that you can work or start a company, do the things you want to do and unapologetically do it. Um, okay. We all have things that we wanted to do, whether it's buy a Rolex or buy a Mercedes or mm-hmm. have your money do something to show off what you've accomplished, right? It's not for anyone else but you. And how do you figure out a way to do that? It could be to buy a lake house in, you know, New York, Michigan, wherever, go down to Florida, go down to the Caribbean. I see it all it's all this fun stuff so it's, mm-hmm. it's about doing what you want to do with your life and having the time back having your time back to make that happen it's powerful and um i'm building out a new company to help simplify all the things that you do financially so that's going to be a big game changer that's in the
0: works right now but um right. a lot of fun things are happening right now that's cool stuff the uh... Get your time back. Expand on that if you can for the listeners. I think that's powerful. People, people have heard others speak about this. And I don't think really they understand how easy it can happen. If you do the small things, compound effect. Mm-hmm. You do the small things, right? It does add up. Especially when it comes to money I've learned over the years. Because money is an illusion. It's an illusion. I think you asked me that. One of the best questions I've ever been asked. Like, what do I feel about it? And I kind of hesitated for a minute. And I was like, do I really say what I want to say? Do and it. I just let it go. <laughs> because yeah. it's an illusion. But you have to understand it, it. You can utilize that just like anything else in this world as a tool. Like that Yeti microphone in front of you right right beside you. It's a tool. It makes mm-hmm. you sound louder. Yes, yes. So,
1: yes, yes. time.
0: Yes. So, time, illusion. However, it's how you utilize that time that's going to make a difference, in my, in my opinion. So expand on that if you can.
1: Well, when we think about time, a lot of our time is spent working throughout our life. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. We were meant to create. Like, we're creating right now. Mm-hmm. We're creating value for other people. And that's what I do every single day. Working is not about me. It's about giving value to other people. And I've had that mentality for a long time. But it took me a long time to figure that out. But once you start doing that, you're able to put pieces in place in your life to mm. go affect other people in a positive way. And when you get your money in order, when you can tell people, you know what, you don't have to work for five more years. You could stop working now. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? It could be 10 years. It could be 20 years if you do things right early. And we, we've we all heard it. Your listeners are educated people, right? They get it, but people don't take action. And the only time you get clarity in life is when you take action. You can think all you want. It's a waste of time. You have to act. Mm -hmm. And buying back your freedom, earning back your freedom is what it's all about. That's the whole retire as your desire process is figuring out how long your money could or should last for with what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And if you're making mistakes, fix them. Yes. Take the effort now and make the changes, and that's what I help people with.
0: When you are working with a client or a business or whatever that might be, whatever type of situation, what's the first step for you?
1: Understanding all your expenses every month.
0: All the one, expenses, okay. Got you it. have
1: to figure out where your money's going. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what new company is gonna help plan out for you, but, Most people have no clue where their money goes because they don't write it down. They don't figure it out. They don't pay attention to it. And it's set up for you not to know. Of course it is. You're set up to
0: lose. You're set up to lose.
1: The system is not for you. It's meant to keep you in a job. And it's just how society has been set up. Not here in America, not in Canada, not in the UK. I mean, it's primarily throughout the world. It's Mm -hmm. not just here, right? It's throughout the world. And Starting a business and taking control of your own time, I think is truly liberating. Um, there's gonna be a lot of hardships, a lot of difficulties, but you really figure out who you are through those tough times.
0: You do. When were you faced with the most adversity in life, do you think? Mm,
1: a couple times. I mean, when I first started in my career, I had no income, I had to go out and create it. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. I was 22. I had student loan debt, the whole nine yards. I hit it yeah. off in three years. I tra- traveled a ton. I did a lot of things. Um, I was, you know, I had this aspiration to join this group that you had to produce to get in the financial world. My first year in the business. And I freaking did it. I went out and I did it. Um, my picture was up on the wall with all the um, <laughs> people who have been in the business for 30, 40 years. So people obviously much older than me. I went out and bought a Rolex. I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. (laughs) It's like,
0: oh my God. New money syndrome, bro. Yeah, yeah, it happens to all of us.
1: Oh my God. I thought all these people, because I saw the successful people in the office, they had it. Yeah. They had the nice car. So I thought I needed that. You don't need it. I still have it, but it's more of a sentimental thing for me at Mm -hmm. this point, but not necessary. I should have invested that money. That's the reality of the situation.
0: That's funny that you say that. I think I told you and share with you my journey when it came to purchasing things that I never could afford when I was growing up. And at some point, I said, when I get to that level, I'm going to buy this. Well, all my watches at one point, it went through a journey, like a level of status. And then when I got to a certain point, I realized that I was bought into the identity of being successful. Right. And success is a warm place to hide for those who don't deal with that inner self that, you know, because, you know, like people like ourselves, we're high achievers and we're uncommon thinkers, we're uncommon action takers, we're uncommon, obviously, movers and shakers when it comes to certain types of metrics when it comes to business, right? I guess the best way of saying it, Mm -hmm. but when you're making those types of moves and you are, you don't really know or don't have the knowledge to do know what to do with your wealth or money in that situation to turn it into wealth. Then once I started being exposed to some really serious individuals and I realized that they weren't wearing any of that shit, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, maybe I might be doing something wrong here, bro.
1: Right, right. You don't need it. You get to a point where your success is not hinged on shit, mm-hmm. on things, things that don't matter. I thought it was all about that. My first probably six, seven years in business. And then, you know, going back to your question, um, I had to start my my new company because I couldn't stand being where I was before. Lost all my clients, lost all my revenue, lost all my income. I was 28, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I could talk about 10 more hours about this, but um, I don't wanna bore people. But I had to figure it out all from scratch. And I did a really crappy job my first year. My mm-hmm. income was $24,000 net. $24,000 and he figured it out. It sucked. It's really freaking hard. You know, you go from making great income, everything was really in great shape. I didn't have to do anything. I could have stayed where I was for the next 30, 40 years. But that's not me. I would have been miserable.
0: Yeah, you would have subconsciously just ruined any kind of opportunity that ever came your way just because of you just were like just secretly just dying inside.
1: Right, right. I never would have invested in myself because that same year that I started my company, I invested in Strategic Coach. I joined that group. That was you know, one of the best investments I've ever made. And then it got my mind right. So -hmm. when you get your mind right, you can get your money right. When you get your mind right, you can get the crappy things out of your life. And that was just a game changer, man. That was incredible.
0: That's a great program. I've never been attached, but I know a lot of people that are just because of, I, I went a different path with a different, I wouldn't say mentor. It has not been my mentor, yeah. just been a person that has guided me along my way that knows a shit ton more than I do when it comes to making decisions. And I learned that how impulsive I was when it came to certain things that I viewed that I needed. I didn't know the difference between need and want. Mm-hmm. And then when I, and I got over started getting around like really wealthy individuals. And I went to the, we went were, we we're in a business trip. Right. And it's funny, man. It was right before things like started taking off. I was in Austin, Texas. And he was, he was like, I gotta go to the mall. I didn't live in Austin at the time, but I did used to live there. So I knew where the mall was. So I took him. And this guy is, he made, I don't know, 400, 500 million. This guy's was, he's on his way. Okay. And I'm not going to drop his name because obviously there are certain things I can't say. Um, (laughs) Anyways, went to the store. He's like, I'm going to buy shoes. He went to shoes and he was wearing these like dad shoes, like these new balances. Like they look like they are on the last leg of any type of traction on the bottom. Okay. Walt, I was like, I even made a joke. I was like. Are these your shoes? No shit. You need shoes. <laughs> Walton in here and bought shoes. He's like, no, I wear, I have a pair of white shoes. I have a pair of different colors. I have dress shoes. I have this and this thing is I wear them all the way out till I can't get nothing from them again. And then I go buy a brand new pair and I recycle these. I took a step back, Bill, bro. And I was like, what? That makes a lot of sense. Right. And at, t- at the time I had I, like a girl, bro. I had so many, cl- so much clothes for a guy. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, man, well, that kind of makes sense. Why is it somebody, man, he doesn't come for money, but he told, he was sharing a story with me when we were driving off. And he goes, Chris, I was making so much money and I was buying so much shit. And then I realized that my inner self was screaming, I needed this, but it, it was a my want and desire as a child. And then I started investigating that. And I was like, man, it changed everything for me. When was that shift for you? Was it that that time when you were making 24000 and you knew the value of a dollar? And I know that that's something that maybe it spiraled you for the underprivileged children group stuff that you do with the Yacht Club as well. I think that's amazing. But where was that? when was that like mental shift it was it just strategic coaching just a mixture of all i don't know walk me through that
1: it goes way back to my childhood because my parents didn't know what to do with the dollar Mm -hmm. and that's really what inspired me as an adult to figure out how money works and i'm still learning i'm always going to learn because it's Mm -hmm. ever so changing
0: yeah especially right now with crypto and all this other stuff going on
1: right and people don't understand it people pretend that they understand it and i think it needs to be explained a lot better for people to truly understand it and adapt it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you could say, I understand all this stuff. It's going to change. I understand it. It's going to change. You have to keep an open mind and it doesn't matter how old you are. But when I was a kid, I loved baseball cards. I love basketball cards because I was always playing sports all year round, but my parents never ever saved money. They had no idea what to do with the dollar. So in high school, I worked two jobs, I was playing soccer, because that's what helped pay for half of my um, college mm-hmm. education playing soccer, um, love the sport. And, um, you know, that was a good investment that they made in my um, trainings and all the stuff that I did any camps that I went to, because that helped pay for some of my school, but I had to put in the effort. So I learned how to work for what I wanted, truly what I wanted. And then after that, in college, played soccer all four years, captain of the team. I worked two jobs because I had to figure it out myself. I had to get a ride two hours from the airport back to the university because that was the closest. And this isn't like when we had Ubers and taxis and stuff like this. I had to figure out people from the university to come pick me up, my friends. And so it was hard. It was really, really difficult. One time we got stranded and luckily, yeah, it's like, what the hell are we going to do? So, Luckily, I saw someone at the airport, no joke, who was, he used to run the library at our university and he took us back because he lived right there. It was incredible, it was meant to be.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no accidents in life, you know that, right? No, there's none. God, no, there's it was none. meant to
1: be. And I learned early on that through the pain, through the childhood of seeing mm-hmm. you know, your parents always arguing, it's like, I don't want that for my family. And now my wife and our son, we don't have to live like that because it's been a choice, but it's been a calculated choice. Even when you buy a Rolex or when you buy a, like, a nice suit or whatever it is, or a purse for my wife, it's all calculated, right? It's not.
0: I like, sporadic. I like how you said that. I like how you said it It's a calculated, it's not a risk. It's an investment. It's a whatever it's calculated. Everything that you need to do needs to be calculated.
1: True. Very, very true. I mean, I just bought a watch. Like it's on my hand right now. And, It is worth 120% of its retail value, just right out the door. Boom. Mm -hmm. So you could double your money instantly. Who doesn't want to do that? But it's something you get to enjoy, right? You're raising your hand. It's a no-brainer. But the way that I spend money now is I think to myself, is this a write-off? Can I write it off in my business? Can I grow my money from this? Can I enjoy it and use it as an investment? Mm Mm-hmm. Or is this geared towards family fun, like vacations, things like that? So instead of going out and buying a t-shirt that you don't need, because let's face it, we don't need more t-shirts. We need more investments. Think to yourself, can I make money on this? And the answer is hell no. Don't waste your money. When you start to get your mind right and start thinking like that, can I double my money from this? Can I 1,000% times my money on this? And how quickly? That's the way that I want my people to be thinking.
0: Mm. That's, man, I've got so many questions, sidebar questions to this and a statement. I learned this from one of the, I'm not going to drop his thing. I, I say it a lot. Um, you know, Mark's, um, I need to connect you to him. He's just freaking dope. Um, every morning at 9 a.m. I receive one email and it's one email that comes at 9 a.m. every morning at 9 a.m. And that piece of paper that email i print it off it's a document of how much liquid i have available today to invest and it gives me the number and it gives me my pros and cons of xyz investments and i have to make a decision by the end of the day on and they calculate those types of decisions and they also what they do for me they, they start breaking down the, where I like to invest and what I say no to, what I say yes to. And then they don't make the investment. They coach me on what they would do and a reason why I shouldn't do this or, or I made the right decision. So that's kind of like a knee-to-knee training thing that what the focal group and Marks Acosta-Rubia does with these guys is they really dig deep down into your conditioning. Mm. And it's powerful powerful and then you're able to make a more of a calculated decision based upon your it could be even genetic proclivities bro like it could all the way back like how you were conditioned your whole life up into that one moment and then you start really you know at cultivation of silence cultivation of self-discovery when you were you always interested in, in money in finance because of your childhood of the lack of understanding on what to do with money? Or when was that point? Did you say, this is the area I want to live?
1: It came when I took a finance course in at my university. Okay. There was a gentleman teaching that. He was a financial advisor. And he seemed like a pretty average guy. He drove a big old Cadillac truck. And I'm like, this guy seems like he's making money he doesn't seem that smart. I think I could figure this out. I mean, that's the truth. I was just like, Mm. yeah. And I was always interested in figuring out a way to learn about money and what's a better way than to actually do it. Right? Action. It it creates the clarity in your life. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what got me involved at at my university to to say, I think this is the path I want to go down. Because I thought I wanted to be an accountant because to learn about money. But You know, you have programs for that now. You don't have that real relationship
0: a lot of the times. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's what happened. It was through my university.
0: Wow. When, what type of, you know, sometimes they say like people that teach a course or they're an instructor or whatnot. They have to do it. They have to teach it because they couldn't do it themselves. For sure. I learned that later in life with some, not all. Some just have a, they have a passion about helping others, but you can do that also in a different part of the world where you can make a lot more money. So then again, you have to start questioning the narrative. I mean, everything you've ever learned in life, you have to question in my opinion, and then you start realizing hundred percent. You you start, if you follow the money, you follow, you'll find the answers in my opinion.
1: I could not agree more with that. And that's true for for business and life and government. You, I mean, you follow the dollars and there's usually a trail there. And especially with your own life, your money habits were created when you were a child and you yeah. don't even know it. Yours, mine, Chris, everyone listening, everyone watching, you were watching the people around you and whether they had good money habits, you probably have some pretty good habits because you saw it. Poor money habits, It's a pain to change them. It's really difficult because you don't know any better. And why would you? It's life changing
0: once you just, I, I always find it. It's the first thing is just you being aware to it. But then sometimes them being aware to it. That's why I always added the acceptance there. Good or bad. Because if you just move from awareness to action, there's too, there's too many missing ingredients there. Steps.
1: Totally, totally. I think your core values have a lot to do with it, too. So like, if you Uh. value crappy stuff, you're going to have a lot of crappy stuff and you're not going to have probably value. You're Mm -hmm. not going to have things that could appreciate instead of buying that T-shirt that's going to sit there and depreciate. I mean, that's a simple um, example, but we do it every single day and Mm -hmm. becoming aware of what you're doing every day is truly the key. And that's the hardest part. Like literally take out a piece of paper, put it in your pocket, carry it around with you for a week, write down every single penny of money that you spend. Even when you go online and buy something and just click it, two day shipping, write it down, see what you're Mm -hmm. doing. When's the last time you did that? Never. Um, like let's be real with ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing that I really advocate people to do, write it down, see what you're actually doing. And it's painful.
0: And so not Isn't even it? putting on a spreadsheet or whatnot. I'm talking about like, actually you, you're, you're what you're mentioning is taking a pen and it's writing it arm. on a piece of paper.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent, a hundred right? And it's simple. Little. That's things. the
0: problem. That's the problem that I do see with this. Ge- well, this part of the generation, everything's digital, but I don't trust. And I was just having a conversation yesterday about this. I still write notes. You got legal pads everywhere in my house, like these yep. everywhere and, in yeah. my house. I have every legal pad from 2000, I think 15 ish in a box in the storage. And I pay for it because I don't want to lose that. And now I'm starting to journal. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this on, on your show. I think I, I, I journal now. So when I'm getting to the point I started, I wish I'd have done it a lot sooner in life. Like coming from thought, like I don't journal about what's happening. I'm journaling from my thoughts like, why am I feeling, I'm, invest, I'm holding myself accountable to not fall off the rail of not be, just being unclear? Because if you're unclear about anything in life, you're going to have really fuzzy results.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how can you get clarity from indecisions?
0: Mm-hmm. What were, What's some of the things that drive you insane? when you're working with your clients it just but just like top five
1: so top five i've really gotten rid of a lot of the clients who kind of fell into these categories is number one they don't want to learn like people who just say i'm not willing to learn i don't want to get educated because it's your money i'm helping you with your money
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm just the liaison per se to help you get from point A to point B to point C and hopefully an efficient manner. That's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, the other things that drive me nuts are people who don't have follow through. They say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And they don't do it. Those are really the big ones. And, and the folks who just don't listen when you do the numbers, when you actually allow your numbers to do the story for you to tell your story instead of the emotions and they don't Mm want to listen. Because of emotions. Um, That's frustrating. Yeah,
0: it's it's kind of like watching a train wreck. Kind of. (laughs) You know, and and you're like, dude, you're about to wreck again. Like, you don't have no... And you are even aware of it. Correct. That's the hardest part. Right. And it makes me want to shake someone. (laughs) Now I don't. Obviously, I wouldn't put... But I'm not saying I did it before, but I... I don't know. Like I w- I just incompetence drives me insane. That's the one thing that just lights me on fire. Mm-hmm. Those two are just uh, right there. I would have probably already just walked out the office. like I'm like,
1: well that's up. why I don't <laughs> chase anybody. I play my mm-hmm. own game. I write my own rules. I mean, I like that for for the people who I want to work with. And you have to be grateful. You have to want to learn and actually understand what we're doing because, it's in your best interest to understand what's happening with your money. And you have to be, you don't have to have a family, but you have to be like a family oriented, like a good human being. Cause if you're not, mm-hmm. I will not work with you. And that's a choice. And I've alleviated a lot of that Chris throughout the years because I don't have patience for it. I lost all my hair because of it. So I have <laughs> no time for that anymore.
0: I told my nieces that I lost my hair cause I'm so smart and they actually believed it. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna use it you know,
0: yeah like my like why do you because they say the most craziest stuff when they're like two or three and you know? I'm like why does why don't you have hair uncle Chris like my I'm so smart that my hair just evaporated it's like gone you know it's just so smart can't grow she was like whoa <laughs> so Blakely that. Blakely if you're listening to this she doesn't listen to the show but she's like I love you but she's like seven now but now she knows I'm full of shit. <laughs> they know they're smart yeah they figure it out i'm like i don't know about this guy what's wrong with him but yeah like you getting i guess the stress i and i I speak a lot about this doing something that you that drives you insane or causes some type of emotional charge in a negative side only gives you stress if you do something that gives you an emotional charge of joy and excitement and happiness it that's called passion from one of the things that I look at from my, based upon my experiences of discovery with the individual, that's one thing that I look for more. It's not really how they, the patterns of behavior. I'm looking on what brings you joy and what brings you stress. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm able to help you identify that these things are bringing you so much hell that you can't compartmentalize the sh- level of stress. You don't know when you break, like have a snapping point. Like you go, you don't know when you start outlashing um, verbally, sometimes physically throwing things like, like that comes from your childhood. Somewhere you learned that that was acceptable. Right. Then when you start, when I help people like navigate in those waters, but the, the main thing is, is creating an environment for them to feel safe, Bill. And once they feel safe, I'm like, I, like. listen, I've been here. I get it. I'm highly skilled. I have the knowledge and I have overcome this. And my situation was worse. So if you don't mind, if you would like to investigate this, I can help you. But you're going to want, you're going to have to tell me and ask me for my help. I can't just do it for you because it's not going to mean anything. That was the, that's one of the, the mm-hmm. toughest I wouldn't say tough. It's a tough decision for them. But of course, they're going to want to do it. But then I keep asking the what, when, why, how questions, the diagnostic questions, and I force right. them. And they're like, they're like, well, I didn't know I was going to do it, man. I have people come to me like, I didn't know I was going to invest into this. There's no way I'm going to invest in this 100K thing. <laughs> and then once I show them where they're losing money and where they're investing their money and what's happening and what the pros and cons are, they go, it's a no-brainer now. I'm like, huh? like you're going to tell me yes at one some point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like some point, you're going to finally say, you know what, Bill, I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm going to figure this out. Like, how much did that? How much do? I guess what obviously what you do for a living and what and where you are now. But when you were starting out, did you kind of understand where you wanted to go with your career, or it still was kind of a little murky for you?
1: You know, I always had high aspirations for myself because, again, that was a choice. I knew that I wanted to do great things for my family. I didn't even have one yet. I knew this when I was in my early 20s. -hmm. But what I did is figure out who can help me because I didn't know what I was doing when I was 22 when I first started. I mean, we had a great trainer at the office and he was a great guy. I still talk to him to the day. But you know you had to figure out who the real players were and the people who are making big moves and i started to associate myself with them ask if i could take them up to lunch to learn from them mm-hmm. then i joined my yacht club and i realized there's a whole another world out there because i grew up in a really middle class like normal neighborhood nothing crazy nothing fancy um, and then i got to the yacht club it's like holy cow there's like billionaires walking through here so my mindset change, that was an investment. It's not a cost. It's always an investment or a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's how I really based my life, but I didn't know it at the time. We never know at the time. When you no, know, we like never that. know.
0: I mean, it's kind of like, you never know when these are the good old days, right? It was like, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. ne- you, ne- you could be living them right now. True. And that's and that kind of go drives back to the, the point that I wanted to make about you taking the time and investing the time to feel and like gratitude of the life that you created. And even the bad things I'm grateful for now, that was a hard lesson. Those
1: are the worst, but Mm -hmm. they turn out to be the best. Those are like, there's gold sitting there. If you really allow yourself to figure that out.
0: Right. You, you can discover so much about yourself and every day it's a blessing because I wake up and going, I don't know shit. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I don't know anything. And that's the approach that I have because I'm, I, I don't know. I, they, people say that, you know, like, you got, got to be horrible about yourself. Like, no, I love myself more today than I ever have. And you have to selfishly enough take that time and invest that time to really get to know yourself again and then fall in love, bro. No one's got I me. Mean, you're alone by yourself <laughs> all day. If you don't like yourself, people tend to look for ways to escape. Oh, yeah. Could be porn, could be alcohol, could be drugs, could be, I don't know, like I'm uh, addicted to football. Like, I don't know, man. Like, spending there's money, spending but, money. But yeah, you know? just looking for some type of gratification. And you get that. I call it the seven second rule. And you'll see the post coming. It. It's a seven second rule, bro, of satisfaction. I got to the point, no shit. I bought a $200,000 watch and walked out. And before I got out the store, I was looking at the next purchase.
1: No kidding.
0: Swear to God. <laughs> seven.
1: seven. I, had
0: a, I had a problem. I had a problem. It wasn't a cash flow problem, mm-hmm. but it was a problem of my internal self. I, it, was, it drove me insane, which I didn't have to lose tons of money to learn that lesson, but I lost a lot of great people. Hmm.
1: And the people aspect of life is much more valuable than the things that we have.
0: I would trade it all. I would have traded all for. I would trade everything right now. I had said myself. You know, this, you know my story. and I'm not going to get into the the stuff that I've been through. This is about you. But it's been almost, about 600 days now, and I would have, day one, I would have traded everything.
1: Oh yeah. And now you know where you're at in your life and everyone else who's watching and listening can figure that out today. You can make your choice today and go make new shit happen. Don't wait. You don't realize how
0: fast you don't realize how fast your life can change. Oh, quick.
1: And then you start compounding that 1% every day. Like what you talked about on my show, that you hit that 1%, you hit that 1%. I had another guy on my show named Darius. He's a crazy human being. Um, Grow, we uh, all are this, this incredible company, all this stuff. But he said, I started at zero every day. And he, I mean, had a, I think a nine figure exit, something ridiculous. So started at zero every day. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Like, why don't you celebrate those things? But it keeps you hungry. It keeps you focused at 1%, keeps getting difference. better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's the difference between here, here, and then all the way up there in the ionosphere.
0: Mm-hmm. That growth, I'm addicted to the growth. Mm. Is more than I'm addicted to anything. It's the growth. Because I know how hard that fall can be. And I think about the pain. And I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do. And I know it's going to suck, but I'm going to go after it. And I really investigated that time. Have you ever had any of those type of dark moments that you look back on now and going, thank God I had that moment. (laughs)
1: I think when I was 28 is the biggest one when I lost everything. I mean, that was really difficult starting a business. Number one, it's not glamorous. Number two Mm -hmm. is you try and do too much stuff yourself. And in hindsight, I would have hired a whole team around me, saved up a ton more money and put structure in place. I was kind of just, I was out at seas and my main broke. Like I had no direction on my sailboat and that's, how I live for a couple of years, but strategic coach really gave me that guidance. But mm-hmm. that hard part related back to when I was a child, when my parents would argue and say, you know what? I don't know if I could pay the mortgage. Like what's going on? Yeah, to and pick and choose what's bill, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, how the hell do you not know this? And
0: I'm a child and I know better. What's your relationship like with them now? Not to get too personal with you, sorry, but.
1: Oh, being real is the best part of life.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh. I mean, some people I I've never well. Some people, you know, they get a little guarded, and I know that we've had great conversations, and I, I just it's just I'm in. I I get to a certain point in the show where I just go deep, and I can't yep. stop myself.
1: <laughs> and that's good because you know, unfortunate life, life circumstances have happened. I mean, I I still talk with my dad. Um, unfortunately, my mom passed away in January of this mm-hmm. year. Wow. So, Didn't
0: even know that. I'm sorry for your loss.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You're so cool. that was like one of the most traumatic ch- times of my life. It's, it's really weird because I know she was sick. She was sick for like three years of cancer. And then it just got to a point where it had just taken over. And, mm. you know, we closed on our dream house on December 30th. And then she passed away on January 2nd. So it was like, this crazy bittersweet, like super sad. um, And then having to take over everything for my dad because he has no idea what he's doing with money. And my mom handled all the bills. So it was just like a really overwhelming time. But it was like one week after my mom passed away and I was on the phone with Justin Breen. Like we talk almost every day Mm -hmm. and I was sitting outside my dad's house. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, And I said to him, this is going to be a great freaking year. And my mom had just passed away. I had the mindset and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you just say? And he's not saying, he sound, he sounded
0: like, just like him. That's what he said. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Um, he's truly like one of my closest best friends. And, I truly was hurting inside and I still am, right?
0: It's not past. It's August right now. It it hasn't passed. It's never going. It's never it's never going to get easier, bro. No, it doesn't. But It's never going to get easier. I it, it's not a day that goes by that I don't think about my loved ones that have passed.
1: Yeah. And that's why you know they're still here. That's well, I feel like, their
0: presence. I feel yeah. their presence. I feel like when I was going through my hardest time and me being in this country, I felt I literally felt their presence. Yeah. And it was crazy. And that's what I'm saying about your mom know, your mom knows where you are right now. And she can hear yours. You know what I mean? Like they will come back and revisit every once in a while. I'm very spiritual. Sometimes a little too much <laughs> with some people's like understanding about energy. Because I truly believe energy is everything. Mm-hmm. You can I say agree. whatever the hell you want to say to me. I read energy fluently. And I know when people are full of shit.
1: You could tell within five minutes, man. You dude, a mile away,
0: a mile away.
1: Yep, hundred percent. I can see it coming. That
0: intuition, because I am so dialed into my intuition, it is ridiculous. And you have to follow that too, mind you. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: You have to follow that. You absolutely, positively have to follow that.
0: What's the, what is your, I'm going to hope that your dad is doing better with it. I mean, I'm, I, that's something, it's one of my, I wouldn't say biggest fear. My biggest fear is untapped potential. I know that for sure. Yeah. And that ties into my competitive advantage. But what, like, I mean, not to get personal with it, this is a tough question. I'm just morally curious just for future for myself. And I no one ever knows because my mom's had eight back surgeries with you know, beat cancer. My sister, unfortunately, is dealing with some health issues right now. My younger sister, that you know what I mean? And then my yeah. dad has worked his ass off, bro, his whole life. He's got to the point where he's so stubborn and so driven. I got to see it. I got to see it through. And I'm like, yep. oh, what the fuck? You? He's got to see it through. So, what I obviously, you, the mechanics are so you don't know whatever's going to happen. I might go before everybody. So, I don't know. No one you ever knows know. what I mean. Is that something you just took control over, the financial side for him, to, so he can just grieve in his own way and to start that process? I mean, to, partially,
1: but they were still not in good shape. I mean, okay. even myself as an advisor, it was really hard to get their stuff in order because of their poor habits. Yeah, You could preach as long as you want, as long as the day is long, or as far as the day is long, however you want to say it, People don't change their habits things won't change and it goes That's back true. to you know what I told Justin I'm gonna have an awesome year this is gonna be a great year and he thought I was freaking crazy and kind of am but in a good way but I had the mindset even though I was crying on the phone mm-hmm. that I'm still gonna do things in her honor now build my new company in there her honor. Is. there it it's is named after her like there's big things coming and You take that pain and use it as inspiration. And that's what I'm doing every day with my life now. It's been powerful.
0: I'm just, I'm honored to know you, man. And thank you for sharing that. It holds me, it holds me accountable to the small things.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And and the reason why I'm bringing this up, I haven't held space with another individual in a very long time, other than friends that I do have here, and everything's starting to open back up, but it's a little difficult. I remember the first day that I had like five or six meetings offsite here. Dude, I was emotionally drained.
1: Yeah, exhausting.
0: Just remembering and tapping into why you're doing what you do. And I lost that. That's why when I would say I lost that at some point. The ones that were secretly wanting me to fail because they were – latched on to the perception and trying to didn't want to lose because they saw the, the, the growth and I became very pretentious and very egotistical and forgot why I was doing what I was doing and and how I developed, how I had this gift and it came from my sister and forgot. I lost myself a little bit and that it it, it happens with people. And I think with that constant reminder of naming the company after your mom, That's just powerful, man. It's It's powerful. uh,
1: You can't let it fail. You can't let it fail. That's, that's the mentality. You can't let it fail. And I'm having fun. It's been a crazy year thing. So much stuff has happened, but we're having a really great year. Just taking things slowly one day at a time, you know, get rid of the things you don't like doing in your life. Just focus on those two to three things that you're really good at and you can live a happy life. And if you're not doing the things that you want to, shame on you, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. You're to blame. There's no one else to blame but you, so.
0: How do you go about, and and just a couple of questions, I know we to be conscious of time here. And we can talk for fucking days. I think Um, (laughs) it's going to have to be a part fifteen of this conversation. Um, We we definitely need to set a time in our calendar to speak every couple weeks. I'll check on you, man, because I I just something that really it it, that's you forget how much your parents mean to you, no matter what relationship you have. Right. Um, There's my at the time it was a sacrifice for my father doing what he was doing. I believe that he would have made, I think I talked about on your show, he would have made more money than I have actually produced. And it's not about money. It's about the the level of success based upon the, the way I made others feel and the lives that I have changed. I'm blown away by shit like that. But what keeps you motivated to push extra other than those type of moving parts? Because it's, is I know for myself what, how I tap into that is pretty much your competitive advantage, right? You're drawing from, but you, everyone needs something to draw from. And that's a big one with your mom. What was, I mean, it, are there other ones that you kind of draw from throughout the day?
1: I mean, it all starts in my mornings with my routine. I've okay, created a it. routine. Um, you
0: hear but- it? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand something. And how many freaking people have you listened to come on my show? And it's the same method of madness. It is not that complex. Mm-mm. No. When you people right, figure it out, they would not listen to us, right? <laughs> that's true. I, I mean, uh, that's part of it. That's part uh, of it, Chris. But drop a mic and walk off. Whoa.
1: See you later. Great show. It was awesome. No, um, it, it's it's about creating new goals because that pushes you. Pushes yeah. me. It's about creating new opportunities and figuring out a way to reward yourself. It could be a family vacation. It could be this, it could be a watch, it could be anything. But the money is the byproduct of what you create from that. But I want to create value for other people because those issues that I had as a kid, I don't want other people to have. That's my big why is like to help Mm. people not have to go through that. And, you know, this past two weeks, I've told five people and five couples, um, that they could all retire early because of planning we did and I mean partially it's partially me, but they've done the work throughout their just lives. Light, just you up, just light you up
0: light, man. that just lights you up. I like man shit like that lights me up.
1: It's been epic epic, epic, epic and I feel so happy because you're serving other people. when you take yourself out of the equation, yeah, you're gonna make money. yes, I make money. but the other people are having the best value from that. they are the winners. Mm-hmm. So creating goals, but going back to, you know, that morning routine, I drop my son off at school. I take him or my wife does, but the majority of the time yeah. I'm taking him and I go for a run when it's negative 20 degrees here in Chicago, when it's icy as hell, I go for a run. I don't even think about it. It's just habitual at this point. You mm-hmm. have to take care of yourself because I saw my parents didn't do that either. That's a whole other story, but mm-hmm if you take care of your health, you'll go up. Yeah.
0: Man. Right. It's true though, man. The more Okay, well it was a couple of things that kind of spiraled out of control for myself at the time. I felt like I compromised my health for my wealth. Yeah. And then when I started losing everything, not money-wise and in business and opportunities, but I was ruining my even my relationships with my family back home. Um, it wasn't like I was ruining it on purpose. I took it for granted. Yep. And um, then I, and when everything sort of, dude, I, I even was, um, I had a meeting off site today Ugh. and um, she goes, the person that I, I ran into and obviously met with and we're working on different types of thing with um, like a mentorship stuff yep. program for her. And I was meeting when she's like, holy shit. I just, you just saw me two weeks ago. She's like, you're losing tons of weight, man. She's like, you, look like you lost weight. I'm like, I'm just falling. It's just falling off me. Yeah. It, but it's the routine of working on myself first. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, how, That's my reward. That's how I reward myself is I get to do this today. I get to work on myself for two hours before no one fucks with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, no one's up. Like, I get up at 4 a.m., 4, or 5, 4.30-ish. And by the time people wake up in the UK, I've already done more than they've done all day. Yep. And then by the time – I'm five hours ahead of the states. So I'm five hours ahead of what time it is there. So that's, like, that's a whole – and people say, there's a good friend of mine. Um, I need to connect you. He's a finance guy. Um, Aaron Gallup. Do you know who that is? Aaron Gallup. I've heard the I'll name. Have to, yeah, he's the a, name. He, was I the first, he was the first legally blind uh, college football player. Played at Tulane. Oh, yes. His, he's got a podcast. Yeah, Blind Um, it's Ambition. Blind something Ambition. Anyways, oh, great oh, podcast. Oh. I was on his show. He was on. I, he came on ours. I mean, he's just a great dude. Um, He's worked, obviously, does a lot of finance. I'll, I'll connect you. He's a great thank friend you, of mine. You. He's such a great guy. But he was mentioning at one point, man, he was like, dude, people don't realize the stuff that they have. And, and then they look at how could you make a shift today, ending that compound effect, and go? How the hell did you have so much growth? And I picked up on something. He's invest, I think, six or eight hours, or so, into something, and then he's then he, of course he see a huge gap. Like we We're talking about him being a younger guy in finance, and it's difficult, right? So, but he mentioned to me goes, that's the difference that's the gap that you have on people Mm -hmm. you have like six hours that you aren't around somewhere i'm working bro right i might not be at my desk working but i'm still working because i can't turn my brain off no joke windjet idea came from when i was on out because i don't listen to music when i'm working out when I just before I started running, I would go for a long ass walk with no headphones or nothing, just me against me. And I ran by this coffee shop and I was like, I need a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> I'm writing shit on a napkin, bro. And I'm like, please don't. Like, I put it like, you know, I was like holding it because I didn't want to like have sweaty. Yep, anyway, but that's what I had. I got the idea, but that's where you're alone in your own thoughts. And that's what people are not doing right now, is being alone in their own thoughts. To yep. even see that one move, that one little decimal. And that's all it takes, bro. You move gotta it just it right a once. needle. Yes. And I love that. I actually said that today. Um, they loved it. They were like, what? I was like, you just got to get it right once. Yep. You get it right once, game over. Now you have evidence in your mind that you can achieve anything. 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 So- What can you visualize? What can you visualize? The life that I've... I've, Dude, I've I've always pictured myself wealthy. Have you ever... like, Have you had those thoughts when you weren't obviously wealthy, but it starts with your mind first? If you truly believe it within the heart and soul of yourself, I'm going to figure this shit out. Oh, yeah. You can make it happen. How much does your wife support you on some of the sometimes crazy aspirations that we come up with she seems like she does she seems like she's a is is her name jude is it jude
1: yep jude yeah 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 she does i mean she comes from argentina and it's a whole nother world down there like you invest in cars and houses and you have to pay in cash us dollars it's just a whole nother economy so things have been foreign for her like the whole concept Mm -hmm. of taking free days and like the less you work the more you can make like taking time away and Oh, man, I, I've got one minute left. I'm sorry, but I'm going to- Right, yeah, no, no, it's one. fine. Right, but, yeah.
0: Um, That's, that was that one last question I want to hit. Yeah, because man, most, people don't, most people don't talk about that one little thing, and I wanted to drop that for the listeners.
1: Yeah, I mean, the truth is, it, it's been a growing experience for both of us and how to communicate that and what your aspirations are. And there's some things that you need to figure out with your significant other, whomever that may be. Um, even your friends, your friends may not be the right people to talk to these things. Uh, about no. these things because they don't get it I and mean, they never will um,
0: strangers bro strangers that have strangers that have they're competent to give you advice right right mentors
1: like people who have done it and um there's been a learning experience to be super frank with you but she totally supports me and she gets the fact that i am an entrepreneur and that's the things that i want to do i don't want to work for a company nine to five get a paycheck, go home. You can't and...
0: go back, bro. You can't go back. Oh. Once you cut, you can't go back. It's like yep. trying to be reborn. It's not going to happen. Impossible. You're not going to jump back into your mom. You know what I mean? Like, or, right. you know, like, what well, you can't, <laughs> that's right. So it's, you can't go back to cut the cord. I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah. But Bill, Bill I could talk to you for hours and there will be probably a part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It'll be like a uh, diehard, <laughs> diehard little like Dude, just, movie.
1: What we'll do is we'll just record it and put on both of our shows. That'd be epic.
0: That would be dope. That would be so dope. Dope. Bam. Anyways, send my love to everybody. Tell Justin I said, what's up? Wackadoo, son of a gun. Anyways, (laughs) um, guys, be well, be you, be great. Go and listen to his show. Retire as you desire. Your future self will reward yourself. I promise you. Anyways, peace out, Bill